You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. All right, let's go. It's the third and long show. And here's your host, Maddie Cavs. And welcome, everybody, to a brand new show of Third and Long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are here on Long Island in a cold, rainy day. But we do have a special guest in my studio today, and I couldn't be happier because I've grown up with this guy. He's a he's a good friend of mine. We talk all the time about everything. Mr. John Garcia, if you don't know who John yep. Garcia is, former Seton Hall Center Used to play three-year starter for them down in New Jersey. So, Big John, what's going on, brother? My man, Matty P. What up, brother? Thanks for having me, man. No, man, I'm so glad you were able to come in today. I know we were supposed to have you in on Tuesday, yeah. but you got caught up. But so glad that you're able to come in today, especially now that it is March Madness. This is the best time of year. We're right in the mix, baby. We're over here watching a couple of these games. We already had a couple results already, right? Who won, who won the first game? Uh, Minnesota Min- beat Louisville. Minnesota, Minnesota beat Louisville, right? Yep, Minnesota beat Louisville. LSU beat Yale. But again... We're it, right in the madness right now. Hey, I'm loving it. This is this is great. This is my most favorite time of the year. Tell me about I, it. I, I can't really complain at all, but I'm very, very happy that you're able to be here. Thanks, Speedy, man. how's your day? How's everything going? Well, it's March Madness Day. It's exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> a little annoyed at New Mexico State. Well, New Mexico State back. almost came back and won the game. I had them winning, but again, <sighs> it is too. what it is. I, I remember I had them in the Sweet 16. So. Yeah, me too. That <laughs> yeah. was a bad thing. Oh, man. So it is what it is, but ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk a lot today. We're going to talk about college basketball mainly. As we know, like I said, Mr. John Garcia across from me went to Seton Hall, so we are going going to talk some Seton Hall basketball. We're going to talk about the Wofford Terriers. We have a lot of, just a lot of no, no, college no, no, no. basketball. We're going to talk about Seton Hall basketball. <laughs> Wofford Terriers, then go back to, uh, where, where's Wofford? I think in like North Tennessee, Carolina. North, no, Carolina, North, Carolina. North Carolina, whatever. Same Belmont thing. Yeah, in Tennessee. it don't matter. Belmont is in Nashville, yeah. yes. Yeah, whatever, it don't matter. We're talking about the Pirates yeah. today. <laughs> but we're also going to be talking about Zion Williamson because you played at the highest level, mm. okay? You played at Seton Hall. You played in the Big East. You know the rigorous of the game yeah. and how tough, tough it really is. Yeah, you played in the tough Big the East. Classic this was over Big 10 East. years yeah. ago when it, what, you were able to hit someone. Don't, tell, don't sure. tell the old timers that, man. They'll tell you, you know, back in my day, back in 85 with Patrick Ewan and Chris Mullen. All right, yeah. buddy. Yeah. We had 18 teams. Yeah, stop. <laughs> and an eight-seeded one that won a title. Huh? Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you look, you, you look at uh, Zion Williamson right now, and for me – I don't think Zion's game translates over to the NBA. And I'm going to tell you why. And, and, and mm, I argue with, with everybody about this. Is Zion Williamson an athletic freak? Yes. Absolutely. Is he the best athlete we've seen in the college game in the past decade or two? No doubt about it. No I'm not taking anything away from his athleticism. But you look at Zion Williamson. They list him at six foot seven. Okay. They list, list him, him. <laughs> at six foot seven. Okay. Let me tell you this. When you look at him on the court standing next to RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish, who are both six foot seven and six foot eight, 
They look like Zion Williamson looks like a baby <laughs> compared to him. Not his body wise, know, but his size wise, he looks like a small child compared to him. <laughs> so I really consider Zion Williamson to be about six foot five, six foot five and a half, maybe six six tops. That's why I can't wait till the combine comes. Yeah, that's when, be I, interesting. When, when I can rub it in everybody's face when he's without <laughs> shoes and they list him at six five and three quarters or something, and I get to say f you to everybody, especially my usual co-host and producer, Mister. I'm waiting for him to call right now. I, 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 you know what? I hope he does call. But nah, he. he what are you talking about? I mean, I, I got, I got him on my phone. You want me to call him? <laughs> I don't know. But. You look at Zion Williamson, and I just don't see his game translate. He can't mm. shoot. Mm. He can't shoot a jumper. Mm. He can't create his own jump shot. Okay? Yeah, he's playing bully ball. What people yeah, don't realize is. is that he's 285 pounds going up against guys that are 230, 225. Yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a ninth grader going up against second graders. Exactly. That is really what it comes down to with Zion Williamson. So, John, let me ask you. You played in the big-time Division One program. Yeah. You played against all these top-notch guys. Yeah. What do you think about Zion Williamson, and what do you feel that he could do at the next level? Honestly, I think he immediate immediate impact. I think the kid is going to be one of the top really? players in the NBA. Yes, I absolutely. Uh, let me tell you why. Yeah, all, that, all those points you made, they're great. They're great points. Unfortunately, this isn't 2003, brother. The NBA is getting smaller. There ain't no more seven foot centers. Okay, but it's let me a bunch you. of six six power forwards playing wait, wait, like Draymond Green. Wait, 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 wait. And you know who <laughs> talk- hates Draymond Green? But, 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 I think but, everybody but, hates Draymond but, Green. But, but, time out. No, no. Who he do, analytically hates Draymond do, Green, not just his personality. I, oh, okay. Who do I compare Zion Williamson to? Draymond. Draymond Green. Yeah, he is. Him and a Charles Barkley. Yeah. You you say it is getting smaller, and you know what? You you could say that all you want, but Giannis Antetokounmpo six foot eleven shooting threes. Steph Curry changed mm-hmm. the landscape sh- of the NBA. Twenty four percent. He's not shooting three. But it's a little better this threes. year. There, but it's not games when he's shooting three for five from the three point line. You have right, but usually that's when they're giving it to him. You got to defend them. Yeah, but but he's also six foot eleven. There's a difference the, when the, you're six the eleven big, and six foot five. The big I'm difference. Sorry, with, the no, big no, difference no. with Giannis is the passing ability. Yeah, yeah well, well, Zion doesn't I don't know. I think Zion is a decent passer. He's, he's a not decent that bad. passer, but he's not as good he, as Giannis. Yeah, I, I, I don't yet. think he. Not yet. You're 100 percent right. But I look at it and I sit there and I think, okay, do I want my number one picks? Do I want my Knicks to take an athletic freak that can't shoot a three, a jump shot, or a free throw? Because look at it. With the, in this day and age of the NBA, in this landscape, Steph Curry changed the game, okay? He himself changed the game by the three-point line. Everybody and their mother can shoot the three-point shot. Every seven-footer nowadays can shoot the NBA three-point shot. Look at Jokic. Look at Nokic. You look at all these Europeans that are coming over that are six foot ten, six foot eleven. not as athletic, but since it's a three-point game, all they do over in Europe is shoot the three, and this is something. He who was recently traded from the Knicks, <laughs> stupidly. And, and, but but uh, but this is what I'm saying. He can't shoot. Why? Why? Don't get me wrong. I love his athleticism. People call me a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I look at the game and what it translates to. When you look at you look at Zion Williamson right now. Go look at how many 15 to 17 foot jump shots he's taken this season for Duke. Yeah. Go look at his points inside the paint. It blows it away. He's scoring 91% of his shots inside the paint. Brother. That is absurd. Brother, all that is great. He's a freak of nature. He's, an, a, freak He's a freak of nature. He's somebody that's born every 15, 20 years. You get these guys. Like, think about back before we had probably Wilt. 
Then you could probably maybe even skip ahead to Will. You can go to Shaq. Then who's after Shaq? LeBron? Kobe? Gian- no, no, no. Kobe. Kobe is not a freak of nature. Kobe is a run-of-the-mill 6'6 wing that you see in the NBA. He just worked his butt off. He wasn't – athletically, he wasn't above average. Actually, he's below average. Second-best shooting guard to ever play the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, it's, 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 it's debatable. But, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, okay, it's debatable. He's the closest one to Michael Jordan. It's de- okay, it's debatable in terms of what, what you use as your criteria. I get you. I, 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 when, I, when I go look at Kobe, I look at him in terms of his ability, right, the way you're looking okay. at Zion, right? His ability, to me – was better than Michael Jordan, but we'll talk about. We're talking yeah. about. It's not ability. It's not what makes you a great player. It's what, what's the results. What you get done on the court, yeah, right? Exactly. Right, but Zion is a freak of nature. There's no one you've ever seen with that size, that strength, that can move and jump the way that kid jumps. Now, the way basketball and the way pro basketball is set up at this point, you're already at the. You're already on third base when you have those physical traits. You're already on third base. Okay. Now all they got to do is, is 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 work on your skill. They don't have to work on your body. They, they are going to work on his body. They got he has to lose a little bit of weight. Right now he's a little overweight for his size to play an 82 game season, running up and down the court. The way NBA possessions are, it's a lot faster. Everything is going moving up and down the court a lot faster. But the kid has he has something. He has. It. I understand he plays bully ball at this level. He does play bully ball at this level. I think he's going to play bully ball at the next he's level. He's not going to be able to. You think so, brother? I I, I firmly I'm believe he's dugging okay. everybody out under there. Ain't nobody pushing around that kid. He's what? 18 years old. What? Right now, what imagine we, when he's twenty three. Yeah, what the, what I, did I we talk about? To grow too. What what? I don't Definitely. think he's growing. Look at the size of him. He's not growing anymore. He's nineteen. You don't. He still can, but he's <laughs> not. He's a grown man, child. He's yeah, not he's getting bigger. Okay, he's man, not. If he growing. does, imagine that he gets Listen, like he gets like six nine. Oh my god! I said if he was six ten, six eleven, I wouldn't be fighting with people about this. Yeah. The fact is that he's six five and a half, and he can't shoot a jump shot. That is my biggest problem. Yeah, but in this day and age in the NBA, you have to be able to shoot. You definitely have to be able to shoot. But what I'm saying is he, he can't shoot a jump shot. But there's people that can't shoot because they mechanically there's something that they don't have. They're missing there. Whether they, the way they look at the rim, the way they shoot, they can't shoot. I don't think he has that. I think he has a pretty smooth stroke. I think he's somebody that he has a good touch around. The rim, like he's not, he's not Did somebody you? that's throwing the ball around off the, the back. Yes, it's easy. Yes, around the rim. No, but I mean, do even that translates. Having a watch good him touch, take free throws. Do you yeah, watch I mean, him he's slow. Take uh, standstill three point shots. Do you watch it? I'm curious. I, honestly, I don't because I'm I'm usually just seeing him dunking, and when I watch ESPN, everything they show is dunks. Right, and you also <laughs> wonder too if he wasn't on Duke, if he was the only guy on his particular team. He'd if he'd like be thirty nine. Nah, I don't know. He'd average thirty nine a game on any other team. Let me tell Probably. you something. <laughs> 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 I'm the coach. I'm like, yeah. Uh, right. uh, it's like. Uh, uh, the coach from Hey Arnold, like, uh, give the ball to Tucker. No, no, give the ball to Zion. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, like, look, I look at it like this. You, you Offensively, you, you think Zion is going to be able to score. Whatever. I understand that. Now, let me tell you, let me ask you this. He's gonna have to play the wing, right? He's not playing the center or the power. No, see, forward. I don't, I don't know, man. I think he can. I think he's gonna play the fourth. In okay, level. I but, think that's his best position. But now you look at all the fours; they could all step out and shoot a three-point yeah. shot. Even yeah. Blake Griffin, who changed his game dramatically yeah. to the NBA nowadays. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Zion Williamson can't change his game and develop a jump shot because he is so young. But it's not going to happen overnight is what I'm getting at. It's not going to happen a year or two. It's going to take time, especially with how bad his mechanics are and how he is right now. It's going to take time for him to develop a jump shot. But let me ask you this. Defensively, someone at six foot five and a half. okay, so he covers the power forwards or whatnot. Mm. You think he's going to be able to cover Giannis Antetokounmpo? You Mm. think he's going to be able to cover Blake Griffin, who are both faster than him? Taller than him, gonna be able to elevate over him. You think he's gonna be, or not even cover the power forwards? Put him, let him cover the small forwards. Watch Kevin Durant, Paul George, and all these guys. 
torch him for 40 plus points. I'm sorry. Zion right now? Probably, yeah. Not even a question. Well, Zion right now? Absolutely. Not he's not, he's not he's not there yet. He's not there yet. But we're talking we're talking we're projecting though. We're projecting what he can be, right? I think he can be that special type of player because again, he has that it which is special, which is something you can't teach. You can't teach someone being that big and that strong and that athletic. And he's a lefty. Like he has the, that little awkward leftiness about him, which makes him even harder to he block. I used to hate against lefties. Bully ball. He Asian. plays bully ball, and I think he'll still play bully ball in the NBA. I don't think he's going to be able to. I think so, brother. I think he's that so strong. I think he's that special. He, he's so a freak. even if they make him soft fouls in the league, he's now, a freak, too. brother. But he's a freak. Man. I understand, but so say they make him go down the two sixty five. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at 6'5", you think he's going to be able to bully Blake Griffin down low? Are you high or drunk? Which one are you right now? I need to know. Uh, well, for both. A <laughs> but honestly. I'm asking for I a friend. Think, Which one are you? Uh, well, both. But honestly, I think he, um, I think, yeah, I think he will dunk Blake Griffin out. I think he's stronger than him already. I think he's stronger than him right now. I'm telling you. In fact, Blake is a great example. He's very similar to Blake. I think he's probably more similar to Blake than Draymond. When you look at when what, what Blake was doing at Oklahoma, Oklahoma, he was he was he was playing that bully ball. He was playing that athletic, strong ball. Now nah, Blake is taller. I can't can't give him that. He's taller. He is 6'11, taller. Yeah. He is taller. And I mean, I think I think uh, th- I wouldn't say he's as raw. I mean, I remember Blake at Oklahoma. He was he was kind of raw, man. He's it was very just, raw. he was just an athletic, strong guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's didn't, athletic, he have to go, didn't he have to go overseas? He didn't even to dribble play for like two that. years or something. No, no, like no. That. You're he confusing him with somebody else. Pick. No, he, he missed his, his he missed his first Taylor. year. Yeah, his, his brother Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, he yeah, missed okay. his first year because he got hurt in the preseason. He, he missed oh, the whole season. He missed the whole season. With his foot. Yeah. So he was like a second year rookie. But let's talk about it. You you look at him like who he would cover in the NBA in this day and age. You think he could cover Jason Tatum? I mean Tatum. I mean that's a tough matchup for him. That's tough. For him. I mean, I don't think he can guard right but now. It'd be guy. hard for him to guard an NBA wing. It'd be hard for him. Yeah, but this is what he I'm has saying. to get. He has to get his weight down, obviously, yeah. and I think that he makes you a little quicker. Yeah, he can't. He can't wait. Play at 80, 285. He's gonna get his. He gotta get like two sixty, two sixty five. That's probably no natural good weight for him. Lean. Um, four. Play the four. Play uh, guard Draymond. He can guard. I think he can guard Giannis. I but think he can guard Giannis. Absolutely. Giannis is just. He's six foot eleven. He's got one. He's going to be able to. Yeah, shoot but you, over you have him. to shoot. Yeah, but he, that's his weakest part of his game, though. But, shoot the ball. But Giannis is going to be able to. Back him down a little. You remember, bit you know, it's a good example of him because somebody who who has a body type that was similar to him that doesn't doesn't. I won't say he had quick feet. Remember Boris Diaw? Oh, Boris yeah. Diaw, six foot nine, six foot eight. Six but nine? He was, big. was he like? Is he really six nine? Yeah, six nine. Oh six, man, eight. damn. Six, I thought nine, he was shorter eight. than that. Yeah, the, yeah well, I think he's French very similar. Phenom. Yeah, exactly. But in terms of like, he he sometimes he can guard certain wings. Oh, like, yeah. Remember when he was guarding LeBron? And listen. You can put him to guard certain people. But, I mean, I think he's going to be better off playing the four because he's just a matchup problem. But let me ask you this. You're the New York Knicks, okay? Are you taking your number one pick and going on based on athleticism? Because if, if we're going to compare him to Draymond Green and, uh, and uh, Charles Barkley, yeah. I don't want my number one pick to be those guys. I want my number one pick to be a LeBron James, mm-hmm. a Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like That's what I envision. That's what I see. And right now, if the NBA draft was tomorrow, he's none of that. You don't think? You don't think? Uh, who, who would you pick ahead of him? You would pick RJ. Over? RJ Barrett. You think RJ t- over? I would pick. R- yeah. I would take John Morant. I think because RJ I, John would be Morant, great. I think John Morant reminds me of Russell Westbrook, Westbrook? When, when he was at UCLA and yeah. being so young. Yeah. Same size, six three, six four. Yeah. Explosive, yeah. and not that good of a jump shot, but has a jump shot that could keep guys on yeah. their heels and make them defend him. John Morant, I love. I think. I think something about Zion is like he has. He has. Something about him, he has it. All right, we talk about his physical attributes. We're talking about his mental attributes. You talking about a kid that missed a month of basketball, comes back his first game and doesn't miss a, a shot. Month of basketball, he missed two and a half weeks. Whatever he missed, he didn't miss a shot, Matt. 
He didn't miss a shot. Okay, now you, you look have at, the you're... mental fortitude, the mental capacity you have to have as a player. With all the pressure that he has, all the things, all the all the uh, 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 things that uh, like it's, it's Zion. It's Zion. He's on ESPN every day, and he's able to shoulder that and go out there and still play and still perform and still have no problems. You look that at has him not do. missing a shot, and I get it. He didn't miss a shot against. Uh... Who who was it? It wasn't Carolina. Who the they, semifinal who, game. Who they play? Florida? No, they didn't Florida play. State no. in the no in the no. semifinal. They played, they played North Florida Carolina. State. Was they played, it, Carolina? it was North Carolina. Yeah, they played North Carolina. Yeah. His first Virginia, game. Virginia Matt, played Florida State. Matt, his first Florida. game in that rivalry against the rivalry team, and he miss, doesn't miss a shot. That's something. I'm telling you, that, that's a mental. That's something there mentally that who you have. They, who did Duke play in the first round of the tw- in, of the ACC tournament? Oh, the first round. Yeah, I think that's the, when he didn't miss a shot. He missed shots against North Carolina. He started, oh, that was that was Syracuse. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was a Syracuse Yeah, game. okay, Syracuse yeah. Game. Syracuse yeah, yeah. game. He did. But he had 30 against Carolina as well. 13 for 13, yeah. He had he 30 did. against Carolina as well. He did have 30 against Carolina as <laughs> I mean, well. I mean, he just, there's an it about him. There's something about him that, that you can't just measure in, 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 in basketball and, and in his physical traits and his skills. It's, it's just that mental it that he has. I understand, but you know now, what I mean? now you go look at him shooting 13 for 13 and all that stuff, and I understand. Yeah. Did he shoot any outside the paint? No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and everything was was inside the paint, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. listen, I mean, listen. We can say the same thing I mean, about Giannis, though. Look at Giannis' I mean, stats. Giannis also, is getting to the basket Giannis and getting is six foot eleven. The the, there's the a difference Syracuse in zone all the time, too. This is what I'm getting at. There is a uh, difference, but there's in also height. a difference in athleticism and, ver- and, and girth with those two guys too. And That's he's what a I'm lefty. curious. You're, 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 you're going to you're going to sit there and tell me Giannis is not athletic. No, no, he is. He is. He is one and, of the most athletic guys in the NBA. He is. He is. He also helps that he physically he's he's, he's gifted because he has those long arms and yeah. he's, he's tall. He's oh, yeah. physically gifted. Oh, absolutely. Um, does he? Do you think he jumps higher than Zion? I don't think he jumps higher than Zion. Well, with his length, I think he does. Oh, you think he can t- get higher than yeah. Zion? Yeah, yeah. I but, think because of his length. But yeah. that matters. That yeah, it matters. does. It does. Enough. You and you and I both know playing together when we were little and stuff. Yeah, basketball is a game of inches. Every <laughs> yeah, inch. Matters. You gotta be able to separate to make space to make it to exactly. shoot. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta be able to shoot over yeah. guys. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sorry, Zion Williamson, he can't cover Kevin Durant. Not Zion right now, Williamson no. can't <laughs> yeah, cover. Not many can. No, but I don't this is what I'm saying. Kevin Durant's wings. one of the most unguardable players. In I'm the saying <laughs> athletic wings that could put the ball on the floor and create for themselves. Yeah. He can't cover because he's gonna have a hard time with them right yeah, now. Yeah. You look at Early the, on. you look at Duke right now, okay? You look at the guys that they've played, the teams that they've played this year, name me a front court that Zion Williamson went up against, okay, that are going to be NBA first-round talents. I mean, not really any. Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. We have a caller? We have Jeff. <laughs> Jeff from oh, Tampa. Jeff. How are you, buddy? Man, how y'all going to have an honest conversation about basketball and not mention the NBA just got back the best player that ever played in the league? Jimmer Fredette going oh, to the Suns. Yeah, oh, we the nice. GOAT. <laughs> the nice. GOAT. What's going on, is Jeff? There a, is there a bigger GOAT three-point shooter than Jimmer Fredette? <laughs> Give me some more, uh, uh, I'll tell you who the GOAT is. They're talking about this new kid, came, the kid named Joe Girard, man, who came. He's coming from the same school as Jimmer. Came from Niagara Falls this year, and he's all-time leading scorer in New York State uh, basketball he, history. Yeah, really? we saw him up at the state final floor. He won the state championship, and his legend grows. They were down four, and he he came back and won the game at the buzzer and beat and beat, beat him in overtime. And he went to Jimmer for wow. that school upstate. Yeah, and they, he plays school? for Niagara Falls. He's going to Syracuse. The Syracuse commit. Good for oh, him. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah, they need that kind of player. Many of those stories fail, though. You know. Yeah. Like, look at look at look at Mac McClung. Everyone was on Mac McClung because he broke all of AI's records and. 
Georgetown. Yeah, he's doing he's, all he's right. Decent. He, he almost won Rookie of the Year if, if his other guard, Kinjo, didn't win it. Well, I mean, I guess he means by the hype that they gave him, you would think he'd be like Player of the Year candidate. You know? yeah, but no, yeah, no, I, no. Feel, I feel him on I that. I understand they that. There's a lot of talented offensive players in the Big East, though. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> That's exactly it, though. They were hyping Mac McClung like he was going to be the next AI. That yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gerard, he has something going for him. I'm telling you, he's very similar to Jimmer in that. He won't, he shoots a lot. He shoots from three. And he's, you know, he's just one of those type of players. So we'll see. But I think Jimmer, Jimmer's different. I think Jimmer, the, Jimmer was a product of being, uh, uh, being in the draft at the wrong year. I think if Jimmer would have been these last couple years with the NBA has kind of evolved into a three-point shooting guards game, he would have been. Curry. He Thank probably would have. Yeah, yeah, he probably would have. Changed the entire landscape absolutely. of the NBA. He changed the game. I but think Jeff, for the better, too. But, Jeff, are you watching these March Madness games? You watching any? Yeah, man, All the way down in Florida? Man, I, I couldn't believe that. Auburn didn't get beat there. I don't know how an 80% free throw shooter misses two. I was annoyed at that. It doesn't make any sense. Yet their 64% shooter and their 68% shooter made all their free throws for the most part. (laughs) And yet their 78 missed. Mm. I got Northeastern on now because, you know, go Boston. Yeah, that's well, my brother's uh, school, well, so we're, I'm we're really why, pulling for them. We're, we're watching it as we speak. And Big John, if you don't know, Jeff is an avid listener, and he he, li- he likes our show. He likes making fun of Speedy. He, call, he calls in uh, a lot, but he's from the Boston area. He moved down to Florida. And oh, he's, he's from the Boston area? Yeah, he's a big Red Sox. So how, how, yeah. why, why are you guys talking to this guy? I mean, <laughs> shouldn't we hate him? Uh, we do. As Yankee fans, we definitely uh, can't stand him, to be honest with you. We go back I and mean, forth. But, but, but honestly, because, you know, Boston teams are the only ones that win, they want to <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I got, I, listen, I got it in football. I can't say anything about football. Nah, I I what, what I wanted to ask John was, What's what up, do you bro? think about, like, every NBA player basically complaining that the, the reps are basically favoring James Harden at this point? Um, you know, I'm, LeBron is having to guard him with his hands behind his back. And you know how much he travels regardless. I mean, like, you're asking the right guy because I really, really, really don't like James Harden. <laughs> I don't like James Harden. Let me put that out there before I answer that. You're just jealous of the beard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a nice, more trim beard than me. I guess when you have a million-dollar stylist to help you out, you can do you can do that. But I'll tell you one thing, man. This has always been going on. If you really look at the NBA, I mean, a lot of people were complaining about Mike back in the day. Now, James, he takes advantage of it, though. He takes advantage of it. He, he, he knows the way to get uh, foul calls. He knows the way to trick refs. And that's the thing I don't like, that he tricks the refs. He, he like The refs can say whatever you want. He's tricking you. When he puts his hand and does all this nonsense and snaps his head back, he's tricking you. That's not a foul. You wouldn't have called it if he wouldn't have snapped his head back. And I, I think a lot of times NBA players, they get away with that too much. Man, I don't like that argument whatsoever. <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll tell you what I don't like about that argument. Why do you don't like it? Because these refs are supposed to be the NBA players mm. of refereeing, right? They're supposed mm. to be the best. How are you going to fall for the okie doke every time? <laughs> what, you yeah. don't own a TV? You never yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, you got a point there. I can I mean, I listen. I'll tell you one thing. From having played overseas, I mean, I was blessed enough to play overseas. They are the best refs in the world, man. The overseas refs are a hundred times worse. And a hundred times worse. Wow. Let me tell you something, brother. They're, they're awful, and they look like, like you said they don't watch NBA games. Because I, I would assume I'm like, go. Do you guys watch any basketball outside of like when you come to work every day? Because they're that bad. But the NBA refs, you're right. For the amount of money they get paid, they should do better. They should do better. But I am getting tired of the players complaining all the time, man. Enough, for, enough of this. All right, you guys, uh, you're spoiled brats. You got it way better than everybody, everyone else that plays anywhere else. You got it way better than them. Stop, stop complaining so much, man. Every, every, every foul call I'm talking about, right, man. You notice every notice single it? every one. play. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, throw your hands up. I've never, I just don't see it anymore. I don't see any players going, oh yeah, good call, bro. I never see it. Everything is always a complaint. Everything is a three minute conversation. Everything is a I follow you half around on the court. You didn't see a complaint. 
complaint last night when Marcus Smart got thrown out. He knew. <laughs> yeah, he knew. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely knew what he did. And he was going to square up to Joel Embiid like he was going to do something. Uh, listen, man, I love Marcus. If I was a, uh, if I was Marcus Smart, he was my teammate, I'd love to have him as of a teammate. Of course you would. Against him, I would hate his guts. Of course. <laughs> of course you would. That, and then, he went old Oklahoma State, Marcus Smart. <laughs> oh, you remember that? Oh. <laughs> he did. He definitely... He went, he went pretty crazy. But, Jeff, what do you think about Zion Williamson and the NBA? Because after this, we are going to have to take a break bust. so we can talk about Seton bust. Hall a little bit. <laughs> bust. You think he's going to be a bust? Absolute bust? No way. No way, brother. Come on, man. Now I'm, now i got to ask you a serious question. What are you drinking and smoking? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's, he's definitely drinking right now. <laughs> nice, man. Come on now. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. Here's why I say bust, right? And And – this is the comparison that I always make, and people hate it, but it's true. Go back and look at Shaq at his LSU days, right? He looked like Manute Bowl, right? Skinny as all hell. Zion's already fat, man. He's going to have a weight problem his whole career. Mm. Well, they gonna, that's what we're talking about. They're going to have to slim him down. Yeah, he's definitely going to have to slim down. How do you slim down someone that's just country strong? Because mm. <laughs> Dude, He's country strong, man. Yeah, he is. There's no reason he should be that athletic being that big. He's yeah. just one of them country strong kind of dudes. Absolutely. No, I agree. You're right. But I'll tell you what, the, the NBA. A, Go ahead. He's going to have a weight problem. He's Eddie Curry. Honestly, uh, I think uh, the thing is, the, that's the I thing. don't see him gaining weight. I, I see what you're saying. My thing is, I actually believe this kid is committed to this game. Like, I don't, I don't think he's one of those kids that just I'm skates by his his athletic ability. And I'm I think not questioning his commitment. Yeah. I'm, what I'm saying to you is, you're never skinnier in your life than when mm. you're 18 years old. Yeah, you got, 18. You got Go look at Shaq when he was 18 at LSU. Yeah, that's, that's all hell. Looked like a baby giraffe gambling yeah. about on the out on the basketball court. <laughs> baby giraffe. <laughs> Yeah. He did go and look at him. Yeah. As you get older, it's just natural. Your metabolism yeah. is going to slow, yeah. and he's already a plump dude. Tell yeah. me, he's not already a plump dude. Yeah, he is. He needs he needs he needs to lower his body fat a little bit. I mean, I, I think they're gonna. I think when you get to the NBA, you're not eating at the cafe three times a day at twelve o'clock. You're not ordering Chinese food. They get you in your in your right regimen, and they get you. Well, they tell you what to eat. They tell you how to get your body right. And I think if you have the commitment and the willingness to be great, you're gonna do what you gotta do. Now, when you got kids that are kind of half in and half out, they're just they're just coasting by because of their physical attributes. Like there's certain guys that just they coast by by just being uh, talented. And those guys, and those guys you, don't I'll, do it. I'll give you the other reason why I don't think he's gonna be what everyone thinks he's gonna be. Weren't they saying the same things about Justice Winslow? Mm. Yeah, but Justin Winslow is, is, is a different Justin player. He's Winslow not at the same position. Yeah, but he's not as athletic. Not as athletic. I like Justin Winslow out of the draft too. He wasn't to this level of Zion hype. He's, a, he's, he's, he's Zion is just a different level of of a phys- He's a physical freak. He's and, a physical freak. And, 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 and that's the same thing. I'll, I'll agree. We haven't seen this type of kid ever. I've in never the seen anybody game. nowhere. I've never seen anyone that looks like him. You, that size, that explosiveness, that, like you said, country strong. I've never the seen hype. anyone like that before. The hype only comes because he was dunking on 5'11 white <laughs> Yeah, that is part of it. That is part of it, but he's doing the same thing to 6'10 black guys here in, in college. He ain't doing it on kids. <laughs> he's doing it on breakaway dunks. He ain't, I didn't see him dunk uh, well, on one true. person. That's true. I mean, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you what. They're, they're smart because they know not to try to block them. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here with that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Dude, and, and not for nothing, you know, your point is well taken, man, because he did put in the work because he was a lot heavier in high school. He, 
did already lose weight. Oh, yeah? This is the slimmest you're going to see this kid. Oh. I don't know. I, I, I think the NBA GMs and the uh, strength coaches and stuff are going to make him lose weight because there is no way he could play. That kid needs a strength coach? No, no, like... Uh, like strength a, and conditioning. Yeah, strength and conditioning coach because there is no way this kid at 285 pounds being only six foot five, yeah. is going to be able to play a 82-game yeah, season. Yeah, is 82-game season. If it was a 20-30 game season... And the rigorous of traveling all the time and stuff and playing these games night in and night out, different than NBA, the college and high school, and, and so that's many, for sure. So many more possessions, too. It's faster. It's a faster game. You're just getting up and down the court a lot more. You just, yeah, it's, it's way different. You spread the floor out. You, you know, have to guard somebody. I'll give you the other X factor, too, right? Because a lot of people won't talk about this, but you know this is true, Big John. That kid's wallet is awful thin these days. You wait until he can go and get whatever he wants next year. Right. <laughs> you don't got to right. tell him. You're, right. <laughs> you're not wrong in that. <laughs> you never got to tell me, man. Trust me. Well, you're right. I mean, I think, it's, I think if, if – if, if, that's why that's why I go back to his mental makeup. I think he's actually somebody that wants to be he wants to be good. Like he's he's not content with just because I think if he was just about not being good, like just about the money, I think he wouldn't have came back to do. You know, I think he would have sat out. He would have just been like, all right, good. He would have been like Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons and he didn't care, right? Like when he was at LSU, he was just on some like whatever. Ben Simmons is a weak pop. Yeah, like he stopped going to classes. Like I think he just didn't care no more. Like when he was at LSU or something like that. I don't think Zion's one of those kids. I think his his makeup is somebody of, of that's gonna he's gonna get in the league and he's gonna work his ass off. He's gonna try. To be great, I. I but he already, no one's going to question that. He's already worked really, really hard. Yeah. For me, I think the best pro on that team mm-hmm. is going to be Cam Reddish. Yeah, really? I think so too. I think it's going to be RJ Barrett. He might have. The, I think Reddish might have the longest career because of his 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 unique uh, shooting ability and his size. Right. He might have the longest. I think he, run. And you talk about like. Him saying Zion is not a good fit for the modern NBA. Cam Reddish is the perfect fit as a three and D guy. Yeah, Six foot perfect. eight, right. can yeah, shoot the three. Yeah. He just has to get. He consistent. seems very yeah, yeah right. But that I think was also as a result of Zion's injury too. Yeah. They were making him shoot more threes, and yeah. teams were guarding him. Yeah. He played better when Zion was out. Yeah, when he was out. Yeah, but he was also more inefficient when Zion was out. So he played a lot you know, better when Zion nothing, was out. Not for nothing, that's another thing people aren't talking about. The NBA is a shooter's game, yeah. and I know we get caught up in dunks and hype and all. He blew through shoes because he's too strong. Zion can't shoot nothing. Yeah. Yeah, right Thank now you. he definitely can. Right now he can. That, mean, that, that's my biggest problem with yeah, him. Yeah, that is the biggest problem. But don't, but you think, don't you think he's setting himself up for failure like just right off the jump? Because, dude, it takes a long time to develop a consistent shot. Like, that's yeah. not going to happen overnight when he just walks in. Yeah, I, know. I mean, again, I think sometimes when we get caught up sometimes being a little picky with certain guys. I mean, again, yes, he's he, he has the weaknesses that he has, but let's talk about his strengths, man. I think the guy is, he's just different. He's different. That's the way, best way I can explain him. He's different. And he's a lefty, and he has the motor, and he has the, the will to be a good player. And I think that goes a long way into, into the, the, the determining what somebody's going to be at the next level. I feel like people said the same thing about Michael Beasley. Mm. Well, they definitely did. They loved Michael Beasley because he was six foot ten and able to create for himself. Score can do everything. Yeah, yeah. he. Yeah. They loved Michael Beasley. I don't know if he has that kind of commitment like Zion. I think Mike was content with being who he was. He was. Oh, he's. Yeah. I don't think he got any better from the time he, did, he entered he the NBA. He didn't work at because he's craft. just naturally just gifted. The guys yeah. was. Good. He's been like that since he was 15, 16 years old in DC. They, they, he's a le- he's legendary in DC. You talk about guys in DC. They don't talk about Kevin Durant. They talk about Mike Beasley. That's what they talk about. Wow. 
Yeah. That's something I wouldn't think of. I would yeah, I know. Kevin I know because I, I got a couple guys. I know if you know Austin Freeman that played at Georgetown. Mm-hmm. He's a good friend of mine. He played with me in Dominican Republic like a couple years back. And I used to ask him about that because he's from D.C. And he's like, no, it's, it's Beasley. Beasley's the guy out there. He's really? a legend. He's the guy that put all the work in on the courts in high school. He, he was like the guy that everybody talks about. It's Beasley. Wow. Yeah. People, yeah, they show more love to Beasley and Durant. But, they, I mean, they love Durant too. But wow. Beasley's the guy. And he, uh, he, he proved it. The guy's he's a bucket. Oh, he's absolutely. a walking bucket. Michael Beasley could score at will, and yeah, exactly. I wish he worked on his game. Hey, John, you can recognize athletic ability when you see it, right? Oh, yeah. There's someone sitting across from you that said he could make more free throws than Joe Kim Noah. Do you see that? Who, <laughs> <laughs> me? Yeah, you know, trust me, Big J knows I could shoot and the And the funny thing is, yeah, you're asking. Yes, I actually do know that. And, yes, Matt would kill him in a free throw contest. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Speedy, Speedy Petey was saying that he could beat Joe <laughs> Kim Noah in a <laughs> Jeff, I said, I said I could compete. I didn't say beat. <laughs> <laughs> the way Joe is, Kim shoots, yeah, you're probably right. Is this would one you, of his Twitter, uh, Twitter things? No, no. I think I actually said this on air a while ago. Just bashing Joe Kim Noah for whatever reason. Because <laughs> for that big-ass contract? Not it hard, it yeah. wasn't with ever, whatever reason. It was actually with good reason. But, <laughs> but when you look at Speedy, though, Big John, does yeah. athletic ability just jump out at you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not my first thought, but, yeah. <laughs> It's not my first thought, but I'll tell you one thing. The, uh, looks can be deceiving, man. Matt was a great player back in the day, man. Real good player. Let me tell you. Real good player. I was able to put the floor, uh, ball on the floor. Yeah, yeah. One of the best point guards I played with. Well, pure point guards I ever played with. Definitely. Absolutely. No question about it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that because he's in front of me. It's the truth. My man. Give Matt a couple more inches and, a, and like uh, 10 more inches of, of vertical ability. <laughs> talking different. <laughs> when he jumps, could he touch the bottom of the net? I was, I was able to dunk a women's ball, if that oh, makes you happy. Hey, hey, that's athletic. You can get up. Oh, we're not talking about you that. Ba- know what? I was the same way, though, Matt. I was the same way. I could just, I could dunk every once in a while, but the women's ball, I could throw it down. <laughs> you know, Matt, too, he's, basketball wasn't even his best sport. Right, man? Uh, soccer. Soccer, man. Straight up beast in soccer, man. Beast in soccer. But, Jeff, any last words? That was Speedy's sport. That was Speedy's sport, too. He no, used I, to bring the orange slices. No, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> play soccer. I tried uh, it. I couldn't do it. Jeff, any last words before we let you go? We've got to go to a quick break. Yeah. Zion's fat. <laughs> Give it up. You people are crazy. Right? <laughs> banana land. You guys are limited banana land. Now, <laughs> hey, Je- Jeff, one more question. How, how much does Vinny's obsession with Zion fuel this opinion? <laughs> Oh, dude, he's, you know, he's, he's, he he is the Mike from Bayshore of Nick's (laughs) take. Oh, man. Thanks, Jeff. Honestly, Big John, what do you think about Shamari Pons? You think he's an NBA player? Uh, no. Second round draft pick. Yeah, second round draft pick. He's a, he's a fringe pro, I mean, NBA pro at best. Definitely overseas because he can, he can get, he can score. So he, he's too undersized. He's too physically. He's just he's under. Un, he's below average physically in terms of his athleticism. Well, he's only a junior, so he could come he's back a junior, if, right? if, if he wants. He's undersized, man. You saw him going against. Him do you have a good go. example when he went against high level, like high level guys when he went to Duke and he looked? He did not look good at all this year. Yeah, they won last year. Though, didn't they? they did last yeah. year. He played well. Yeah. Last year he played. Right beside Zion, because you're having a big stroke fest over Zion over there. <laughs> no, he's, he's not at Vinny's level yet. I'm Thank hoping, God. I'm hoping he pays God. My, listen, I'm hoping he pays my bills next month. Man. I'm really hoping. <laughs> so, but who's the next guy in this class that you see is a is an impact 
NBA player? Is it Jay Morant? Is you it got, Mark yeah. Howard? Is it Romeo Langford? I was going to say Morant. Morant because he just fits the game the way the game is played now. It was you got to have a, a good lead guard, athletic. He's quick, and you can tell mental, mental wise, mentality. He just has a great, like he just has a great uh, motor about him, and just the way he, he he views himself. I think, I think, I think Morant's gonna be somebody. He's gonna be special. You saw that in the conference tournament too. He oh, was hitting yeah. big shot. Yeah, he hit that big shot. The big shot. That's something that's that's different. When you have that kind of that it in you, that's something. That's what I'm trying to talk about. Something that you can't really just put in the words. It's just it's, it's a it. Something that he has. You know, I think Morant probably be the next guy. And I like Barrett. I like Barrett, but I just. I don't know, man. He's just he's a high volume shooter guy. I right. mean, I mean, athletically he's just okay. He's not above average for his position. He's a two guard. He's probably average for his position, right? Maybe below average. And then I don't know. What do you project him? I mean, kind of like James Harden, kind of right? Who? James Harden type, Who? RJ. But he, he doesn't RJ, have a passing yeah. ability like James, though, right? Not yet, but not he yet. has the ability to get to the rim. And get to the score. rim. He can get to the rim. That's he, the whole yeah. thing. If he's able to draw fouls in the NBA like James Harden can, yeah. and I'm sure he will, because yeah. Yeah. the NBA is soft nowadays. Yeah, no, it's so much easier to score in the NBA than college. He's Trust be, me. They he's open gonna, the floor. Up. He's going to go to the free throw line a yeah. lot, and he's going to be able to do it. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I liked RJ coming out of high school, but the more and more I watch him. The only way he scores is because he always just uses his off hand to push off when yeah. he drives. Yeah. Like he just pushes but so does off everybody. and then he goes up like a layup. So does everybody. Yeah. The NBA so, rules are no, soft, but, though, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he's stiff-arming people to the basket. I just don't think that that's going to work in the NBA like it's working in college for him. You may be like right. every time he drives, he's stiff-arming some dude. You, listen, you may be right. Maybe, but the rules are soft in the NBA, <laughs> too, though. So. Yeah, all right, Jeff. You're thanks for the call. Speedy, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jeff. I'll talk to you later. All right, boys. Speedy, you suck. <laughs> oh, good old Jeff from Tampa. Good to hear from him and, uh, you know, being his usual self with you, Speedy. Being his usual self. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to a quick break. And when we come back from break, we are going to talk about the madness that is already happening. We're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. <laughs> You are listening to the Third and Long Show, and here's your host, Maddie Cavs. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now we're going to get into a little bit of the March Madness and all the games going on. And there's already teams sent home, and we get to what we're lucky enough and fortunate enough to be in the studio with a big TV right in front of us where we get to watch some games and see everything. We have the Murray State versus Marquette game on right now. But now we're going to talk about cold. Now we're going to talk about this Midwest region and I want to talk about Seton Hall, especially oh. since you're from Seton Hall. <laughs> you went to Seton Hall, you played at Seton Hall, you're the starting center there. And Wofford. And I, uh Speedy, I know that you have a lot to say about this. So before I let Big John go first, Speedy, I'm going to let you go just because you're a resident guy here. So talk, <laughs> resident guy. talk, talk to me about the this matchup right here between the two and what you like and don't like from both well, teams. Well, both teams I think are very balanced as a whole. Seton Hall, uh, Seton Hall, I'm surprised they have the offensive capabilities considering they lost their best player last year in Angel Delgado, but they've had other guys step up. Miles Powell's been huge for them, especially in the Big East tournament, so they definitely have a well-rounded identity offensively uh, for this team. Again, and especially in the second half of the season, you could really tell. Wofford is the same thing, though. They have like I said, three guys that are shooting over 40% from three. They have a good defense as well, and they have a, a team that they have good free throw shooters. So it's going to be an interesting matchup as a whole. I expect a high-scoring game. Seton Hall's defense is 
about average. I mean, the conference is good. The conference is good, though, as on offense. So the, that number is kind of rigged in, in a way. Like, you wonder if they were in a different conference, they probably would have been an above average, maybe even top 100 defensive team. So it's it, it'll be interesting to see. Both these teams, I think, are very dangerous. I mentioned the whole time that this region is very deep. One of the teams I thought that was a sleeper was New Mexico State. They unfortunately got knocked out. But this this region is very deep as a whole, even just 1 through 11 as a whole, just because of the, the, the talent of this team. I thought Seton Hall got misseeded. I wouldn't be surprised if they won either because I do think they're a very talented team, but I had Wofford. That's just my opinion. Big J, talk to me. I know you're going to be a little biased, and yeah, I, un- I understand, and rightfully so, because especially if some of your former Seton Hall guys are listening to me right now through <laughs> Facebook or any other platform. Don't need those problems. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to <laughs> deal with that stuff, but... Talk to me about your Seton Hall Pirates because you look at the Seton Hall Pirates, it really looks like they depend on one guy by the yeah. name of Miles Powell, yeah, yeah. and he is some talent. Yeah. That That is for sure. But talk to me about him. Talk to me about some of these other guys like Miles Kale and all these other guys that do produce and do things for Kevin Willard and all that stuff. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, first I'll, I'll speak objectively. Objectively, as, a, as somebody who's not a, a Seton Hall alum, <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this. <laughs> This Walford game, I'm very concerned about it. Very concerned about it. This is the type of team you don't want to play in the tournament. Like you said, they got those three point shooters. They play defense. They're a tough team to beat, and they're gonna they're gonna be a pain in the butt in the first round. Um, Good as a scene hall, yeah, a scene hall player. We're about to win this whole thing, honestly. We're about to kill Duke in the final. I mean, I don't know who we got. Who we got in the final for? Who we got? Yeah, uh, maybe North Carolina. They got no chance. They got no chance in the Elite Eight. Tennessee, washed. Uh, if it's Duke or Gonzaga. He loves Tennessee. Don't, don't point, diss Tennessee uh, Listen, like listen, listen. No, no. It's okay, so this, this, this is what your, your problem is. See, you're analyzing it like you know, like a, you know, like an analyst or whatever. No, like, but I mean, see, Tennessee, the, Tennessee's his other team. No, though. this is what you understand. Seton Hall can't lose. Right? <laughs> they can't lose. All right? So if you saying that Tennessee is going to beat Seton Hall, it's just an impossibility. Not me, it's him. Because, oh, well, my saying it's just an impossibility. I'm not the one because, who praises Tennessee. <laughs> I love because Tennessee. Because you know why it's an impossibility? Because Seton Hall can't lose. Because <laughs> <laughs> Seton Hall... They just can't lose. They just can't lose. Yeah. And, Even and when they what, lose, they win. You understand? Yeah, listen. Even when they lose, they win. Listen, you you look at this team. They may have gotten misseeded at the 10, but you wouldn't want them to be an 8-9 because if you win your first game and then you have to go play a 1, when, you, when you're sitting at the 10 seed and you win the first game against a 7 seed, I, I think they're very fortunate with the 7 seed because you look at the other 7 seeds. Oh, they're 10. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you look at the other seven seeds in the bracket that they would have played in the regions. I wouldn't want to go play Cincinnati. I mean, maybe Nevada, really? maybe Louisville. You, I don't think Cincinnati's that good. <laughs> Cincinnati plays defense, man. I would, I don't, I would I don't, feel better about playing Louisville than Wofford. I, yeah, be honest. I would have felt better about playing them. And, that, and you know what? And that's coming from someone who, like I said, played the game, who who knows the game, and you don't want to yeah. play those Wofford Terriers. No, you just, don't. You because just don't. You, you look at the Wofford Terriers. They have nothing to lose. Exactly. They have they have nothing to lose. They're playing with house money. Yeah. They had a great season. They know the guys they have. Yeah. They they have that shooter from Wofford. Uh, what's his name? Speedy the the shooter. Uh, yeah, the one with the weird name. Webster or uh, I'll, I'll look it up. He has yeah, a weird look at, name. Look, I, look it up. Just type in Wofford Terrier shooter because you look at them. And they're a small school. They ran through the conference. They were ranked in the country the entire season because they do have some big wins, this Wofford Terriers. Yeah. And Fletcher McGee. Fletcher is, McGee, that's the guy that could shoot the three better than anybody I know. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. 42.8%. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Uh, 
one thing I do like about my, my Pirates, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this, especially you can see it happens usually every tournament with teams, right? If you have that one guy that's, like, on fire, that guy can take you on a deep run. Like, because what happens a lot of times in the NCAA tournament, you've seen get, it with Shabazz Napier, Kemba yeah. Walker. You've yeah. seen it with you've guys. seen it before. There's, there's mm-hmm. evidence of it. But what you see a lot that happens in this in the NCAA tournament. You get these teams playing against each other in these neutral courts and, and, and the teams that don't know each other. And what ends up happening a lot of times is teams have a hard time scoring, they have a hard time making shots. I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed that a lot of times, or they're just they're, they're just they just they sometimes they get deer in headlights when you or they have pressure. When you look at Scene Hall. No one's debating who's going to take the shot. No one's debating who's going to be the leading scorer on our team. No one's debating that. We know who our horse is. So if Miles goes on a nice, good run these first two, three games, he can get us deep. He can Trust get us me. somewhere. I would love Absolutely. to see Seton Hall win the first two games because, that, too. because too. that means that they beat Wofford and then they go in and beat Kentucky. Just make the road a lot easier for my Tar Heels. That's all I can ask for. That's all I can ask for. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. Because we, we wouldn't see you guys three, be We've been we giant would've... killers this year, man. You might not want to play Seton Hall in North Carolina, although that's going to be a, that's almost an impossible game for us, but you don't want to see Miles Powell maybe dropping forty he, in a game and winning the game. I, by but himself. even so, they if they even get to that, even so, if they even get to that point. All the pressure then goes on the favorite because yeah. there's nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Seton Hall's playing with house money right. at that, at that point. They get to the lead eight. Uh, and let me tell you, I don't right. want to take nothing away from the other players too. We have decent players. We have good guys that are, are role players and our star players. They're role players though. They play their roles right. That's what I'm saying. When you have teams that they, they they're together they and they they roles. know their roles, they know like this guy's the scorer, this guy's the defender, this guy's the guy that stands in the corner and shoots threes. Everybody they know the rules. Those teams can go far. When teams are got have guys who have other agendas, guys who are thinking about the NBA or thinking about this or thinking about all this other stuff. Right, that's why those super freshman teams yeah. don't always win. Besides yeah. Kentucky Besides in 2012. Kentucky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Well, you look at it, Miles Kale, Quincy McKnight, yeah. Michael Nazee. And and Naze yeah. and Sandro mm-hmm. Mamu I'm not even Mama Mama not gonna work here anymore. Mama not gonna work here anymore. I'm not even gonna answer that. <laughs> That's a tough one to say. Mamo We just call him Mama. But, but Speedy, talk about the Wofford Terriers real quick for me to Big John and let me know. Do you see a big upset coming? Well, it's not, it wouldn't be a be big honest, upset. Brother. I don't think it's a big upset either way. I, yeah, like I said, I, I, bo- I think both teams are very good. I just really like these two things, the three-point shooting yeah. from, from Wofford. I think having three guys, you got a 48% shooter in Storm Murphy, 45.7 in Nathan Hoover. These are all guards, so they, yeah. they take a good amount of shots. Yeah, yeah. And the other big thing, which matters a lot in this tournament, free throw shooting. Oh, absolutely. If, if you don't free throw shoot at the beginning, at the end of the game, as indicated by New Mexico State, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> yep. you're, you're, it's going to be hard for you to hold the lead or come back whatsoever. Yeah. Fletcher McGee's a 90.7% free throw yeah. shooter, yeah. 89.7 from yeah. Hoover, 84.4 from Murphy. Now they have some other guys in, like Cameron Jackson who are, who are bad, but again, they're going to be passing to these guys a lot. And yeah. Cameron Jackson, the great thing with him, he's still a great three-point shooter at 38.9 and yeah. a 58.1 overall field goal. So yeah, he's going to make sure he doesn't get fouled. Yeah. That's really the only thing I worry about. I just think they have a good makeup as a whole yeah, that's going to make it very difficult. I think Wofford is a very dangerous team. I think it's t- it's going to be tough with the region either way, yes. but I think they are a Wofford dangerous, are a dangerous, dangerous team. Yeah. And I'm not going to say yeah. anything about it because they do have some good wins. Speedy, who, who are some of their wins that they've uh, I'll look at the schedule. Yeah, look, yeah. Look, look at their schedule right now because I know they have some pretty, pretty, pretty decent wins for them but again i know it's march madness and i know we see cinderella's all the time like loyola chicago and all that stuff but i don't see small schools really always one though you could say there's always one has there been any big upsets yet this this tournament no 
Usually by now, not yet. But, uh, but four, usually, four games in. <laughs> usually by now, within the first five six games, there's always that big upset, that twelve five or whatever it is. There's always something there, and I and I actually said this on Tuesday. I don't think we're going to see a lot of big time upsets in this NCAA tournament. Not this year. I, I just don't I agree with you to an it. extent where it's a conventional kind of year. It's like a lot of the preseason top tens are still there. Like yeah. I understand that standpoint, but there's usually always one. Now whether it comes in the weak region, like I said, the uh, the South, which I don't think is that strong. Whether it comes just as a result of that, like it did last year with Loyola Chicago, or whether it comes with one of those teams, like I'm saying with Wofford. Uh, like if just one of these like really strong mid majors, it can still happen. There's always, usually it's a seven through ten or seven through eleven. One of those kinds of seeds. There's usually one. I don't remember the last year where there wasn't one like that. I don't know whether it's a mid major or not. There's usually always one. Listen, it could always be one. I'm going to tell you this year. I wouldn't be shocked if there's not one. I kind of had that when I was picking my teams. I was thinking the same way. I didn't. I, I know it's, it's kind of like, oh, you're just picking, you're going chalk. But even the higher seed, uh, lower mid major teams, I kind of like. Uh, I, I wasn't really feeling them because I've seen a couple of them this year, and I didn't really. Think yeah, because you see them on ESPNU see, or yeah, ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. my thing is, I I think this is actually the weakest class of four and five seeds. Yeah. Like I like Florida State. But that's really Florida State struggled today tremendously. They did, but I, I also think with uh, Vermont also was sloppy as well, though too. Regardless, Florida State is a very talented team. But beyond that, I don't trust any of the other four seeds to to make a run. Wisconsin's always a pest, but they're not as I talented. Hate Wisconsin. Right. They're, they're not as talented. They're, right? They're like a Virginia, and I can't stand. No, them. they are, but they're also pesky and hit big shots when they need to. So too, they have a very tough out in the tournament. Though they're the only five seed that I really trust too, Mississippi State's good, but I mean they're not top level. You got Marquette who can be good, but they're losing right now. Yeah. Auburn, I guess they squeaked it in, but uh, do they really play well? What Virginia don't know. Tech? What Virginia Tech? We think about there Virginia Tech. There are four. There I are four. I love Virginia Tech. You like Virginia Tech too, right? I'm not crazy about them, them. Re- especially with Justin Robinson back. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're they got star Robinson point back. guard. That's been out for the past ten games, I think it was or whatever, with a foot injury. And they got a dominant player. What's the uh, the, the 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 guy? They got? Who, what's his name? I can't think of his Kerry name. Kerry right. Blackshear. Yeah, Blackshear. Blackshear. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, six yeah. foot seven guy yeah, up yeah, front yeah, yeah. Who, like does, who does it all. He he could really play for them. But yeah. Justin Robinson is the leader of that team, and they only go as far as he goes. So he and goes, I'm going to yeah. tell you now, if I'm Duke and I have to play Virginia Tech again, yeah, Virginia Tech beat me in Virginia Tech, and I uh, I understand. But this is a different team now with Justin Robinson. Yeah. Okay? You guys, yeah, you guys were without Zion Williamson. I get that. But this is a different team. Justin Robinson is going to outplay everybody on that Duke team, I think. I just think he's that much better than all those guys, maybe except Zion Williamson. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, if Justin Robinson goes off for 24, say, 6 and 8, Virginia Tech's winning that game. Virginia Tech's winning that game. And like we always talked about, if I am the Duke Blue Devils, I don't take one outside three-point shot. I do not take one outside three-point shot. Speedy, what what was that we saw them rank? What were they ranked? 339? 330th overall, which was the second worst among the three tournament po- three teams. Three-point shooting. And a really? team that has has been ranked that low in NCAA tournament history has never made the Final Four. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting stuff. I, I'm trying to remember who We call who was Speedy the, the Rain Man because right. he knows all these I forget who the sticks. <laughs> I forget who the only other team that was worse that was in this tournament. I forget who it was. But, yeah, it's really, really low for Duke. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that when Zion was out, that's all their game plan was, was try to shoot three, try to shoot three. And other teams figured it out. Well, yeah, it, no. it's not so much that they figured it out. It's just that we want them to shoot a three. If I'm, if I'm playing Duke, 
I'm playing. I'm sitting in a two-three zone. I'm letting them shoot the three. Absolutely. I'm giving them that three-point shot because if they shoot like they did against Syracuse at home, or if they shot like they played when they played uh, North Carolina at home, seven for forty-three, they're losing in the NCAA tournament by double digits, yeah. no well, matter who they play. I'll tell you this: the the, the thing, this, the thing that made uh, Duke, even though they have that weakness. Zion makes up so much for those weaknesses in terms of getting offensive rebounds, in terms of uh, the attention that he gets. He makes such a big he makes such a big difference when it comes to that. So I understand like that's a a, 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 a real stat. Like that, damn, they shoot so bad from three. But I'm sure any of those teams that shot that bad didn't have Zion Williamson either. <laughs> well, you, you would think, right, yeah, you know? <laughs> that they didn't have Zion yeah, Williamson. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. Not FYI, on. going back to your question about uh, you were saying who Wofford beat. The only yeah. power win they had was South Carolina, but they hung tough with Oklahoma, Mississippi State when they were ranked number 17, and North Carolina in the beginning of the season. Listen, they're tested. So, they're tested. They're not going to yeah, come in right. worried about seeing home. And, 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 and let me tell you this. Fight. How many of those were on the road? Uh, North Carolina no, was North Carolina no, was home. No, that was home. I knew that was home. Uh, at Oklahoma, they were they were at Kansas, but they got blown all, out. So all, they and they were at Mississippi. So State. they so are yeah. battle tested. Good yeah, for them. They're okay. not going to be worried. I'm not no. going to be worried about us. I'll tell you that much. I'm so, Speedy, predict me that score then. Wofford and Seton Hall. <laughs> Ooh, predict a score <laughs> for basketball. Yeah, yeah I, I want all you right. to predict that um, for me before again, we I, get into the NBA and I stuff. Th- I think it's a higher. It's going to be a higher scoring game. Really? I'll, yeah, because I do think. I These think Miles Powell is going to score. Right, Miles Powell, I think, is going to do a lot in this game. He's going to score thirty. Plus. But I think Wofford, I think, Both is a little more, a little more well rounded. With like I said, I'm going to yeah. say seventy eight, seventy three. I'll say seventy eight, seventy three. You're taking the Wofford Terry. I'm taking I think, Wofford. I think yeah. if they keep, yeah, I think if it stays in the seventies, I think if we keep it low, sixties, we'll win. Because the thing is, the problem is Miles is such a great player, but we really don't have a second option right now. We don't have somebody that I can guarantee that's going to get you fifteen and twenty. So it really, really up in there. I don't think we can win with just Miles getting. You know, and he can. A, he can carry. Lot. He can carry. But if he has a special game, I'm talking about just like 25, 30. He got to get like 35, 40 right. for us to get over that hump. You know? And the free throws concern me too. Yeah, that, we're not Besides a great free throw Powell, yeah. They have a lot of 65, yeah, 68 we're, we're not a great free throw, free throw we have, Listen, we have a lot of weaknesses, but the thing is, we we do have. We're battle tested, and we when it comes to tournament play, we play well in tournaments, as you, we've shown in the you, Big East tournament. You play in the Big East. You play in a big time conference. So absolutely, yeah, you should be able to. Do some certain things different. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll see. Maryland really. Oh, oh who's that? Ooh, Bruno ooh. Fernando and then what? I no, it wasn't so. even no. Fernando. No, Fernando's twenty three. Yeah, whoever that number twenty five. Something guy is. Smith. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, he boy, definitely, oh definitely just put him boy. on the poster. Oh boy, why even try? Why even try? It doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to a quick break, and when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA because I have some questions for my good friend, Mr. John Garcia, <laughs> over there. So we're going to get into that when we come back at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you are listening to the Third and Long Show, and here's your host, Maddie Cav. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we still have Mr. John Garcia, former Seton Hall Center, uh, starting center from his sophomore to his senior year down with the Pirates. Just talked a little bit about Wofford and Seton Hall a little bit, and uh, we took our guesses on who's going to win. Before we get into the NBA, both of you, give me your final four national champions right now. Speedy? Didn't I already do mine? Tell me. Well, my my eventual Cinderella pick ended up being Wofford. 
<laughs> as you probably that's why tell. I wanted. I was you torn. To, I was torn. I was that's torn. why I wanted to do this. See, I was considering two different scenarios. I was considering a scenario where that region would have a favorite, and the other region would have uh, Ole Miss. But I eventually went with Wofford. I went with Wofford. I went with Purdue in the South, which I know you hate, but I like. I hate Purdue. Um, I went with Michigan State, and I went with Gonzaga, and I got Gonzaga winning it all. Interesting. I mean, right, I'm honestly pretty chalkish. I didn't. I didn't really go too out on a limb. I mean. We're pretty much all number one seeds, and uh, well, Tennessee. Tennessee was a one or a two. No, there, there are two. two. There are two. So They're all number two, ones though. are two. I got I got Duke, Gonzaga, Tennessee, and North Carolina, and I got I got so Duke, I thought Duke winning it all. I'm sorry. You got the Duke Carolina final that, that kid, everyone wants. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's it's cliche. It's not really going. Well, no, it's not cliche. It's just the <laughs> fact that I feel like if that scenario could happen, if both makes the final four, there'll be a lot of pressure on whichever team plays yeah, second. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're damn right. There will be a because lot of pressure. everyone wants it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And my Tar Heels will prevail because they have more talent. Remember that. Well, the Tar Heels also have more experience, too. So that we'll helps see. them. We'll oh, wait, I'm sorry. Did I say Duke wins? I meant Seton Hall. Seton Hall wins. <laughs> Seton Hall wins. They Seton never Hall. lose. They, they never, never lose. lose. Seton Hall never, <laughs> never loses. loses. But let's get into it right now. I want to talk a little, about, a little bit about the NBA with you, John. I know you follow basketball just as much as I do. I'm curious of what you think of the L.A. Lakers right now and the problems that are going on in-house with LeBron James, with Magic Johnson with Luke Walton. What do you think about this? And Speedy, I'm going to ask for your opinion as well after, but what do you think about all this stuff that's going on? Do you think LeBron James regrets it and make and made a mistake? Like, I'm curious. Um, I, don't, I don't think he regrets it, but I, I'll say this. The, the Los Angeles Lakers problems is two words, and it's LeBron James. He's the problem on the Los Angeles Lakers, point blank, period. I don't care what anyone says. He hasn't handled this the right way. He hasn't handled it in any way, shape, or form. Has he handled it as a professional? He's not handled it as a good teammate. He hasn't He hasn't done anything that you would expect someone who's been in the NBA for 16 years, who understands the dynamics of players and how things work, that he did not handle it the right way. What he should have done, even if behind the scenes he was pushing for Anthony Davis, what he should have done, publicly put a public face and say, no, I'm rocking with these guys. These are my teammates. I love them to death. We're here, blah, blah, blah. Now, once that trade is done... Then you start, you know what I mean? But he didn't do that. He never came out and supported his teammates. He hasn't come out and supported Luke Walton. He's just been a just complete, uh, complete diva, prima donna, owning the team. Basically, he's, he's, he's GM. He's GM uh, LeBron, and you cannot be a GM. Players got a player. Coaches got a coach. GM's got a GM. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, listen, Magic Johnson, great guy. We'll wait to see what he's going to be as an NBA GM. We don't know yet. We hasn't him so far. Hasn't been too good. I mean, Lonzo Ball wasn't really uh, hasn't been really panned out yet. I mean, did he pick uh, Ingram and those guys? Ingram is okay. Uh, Kuzma was was a steal. That was somebody that I don't think people were expecting to be as good as he is. But um, honestly, their, their issues right now is uh, and then we saw the issues before the season started. That team was built was not built the right way. I mean, it's just you you, you they tried to come up with all this nonsense about oh LeBron wants to play off the ball and we're gonna get guys who are ball handlers and who are smart and all this nonsense to save LeBron to save LeBron or whatever and then when it comes down to LeBron can't play that way he can't be that he has to have the ball in his hand he has to be the guy to go and everybody has to be able to play off him and and this has been it's just been a, it's been a disaster from from top to bottom from GM to the coaching to everything but, but mostly the biggest problem has been LeBron James point blank period yeah. hey listen he gets all the credit when they win you gotta give him the credit when they lose Speedy, what about you? What do you think? I still think it's the mental stability of the young kids. I, I will still always blame that first. It's not their abilities. Ingram and, and Kuzma, I think, especially have very good abilities. And I think you're looking at a case where, obviously, because LeBron's there, getting, they're getting more featured games. They're getting more primetime, stuff mm. like that. And I, I don't 
being that they're so young, I don't know if they were ready for that yet. Mm. Obviously, the Lakers are still the Lakers. Like, they're always going to get that kind of thing. But mm. I think it's just been elevated, especially this year, where I think that's hurting them a little more. Obviously, LeBron being out for, what, three weeks? Mm. Obviously, hurt their playoff chances yeah. because they were still, I think, what, 6-14 and 14 in that stretch or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. it that, I think, hurt them most. But I think the mental stability of them just trying to do a lot and trying to just being in that kind of moments and against in those featured games, I think hurt them the most. I look at it like this. It's simple for me. LeBron James is the reason for all this. You have to look at all the super teams that are there. Okay. That's my man, John Morant right there. You saw that saw step that. back between the that legs, three pointer, right? That was tough. Um, you, you, you look at the L.A. Lakers right now. You look at LeBron James. Do I think LeBron James regrets it? No, because he knew what he was getting himself into with this team, okay? Mm. It, is it Luke Walton's fault? Maybe a little bit, but it, the coaches get blamed for everything. I, I'm not putting the blame on Luke Walton firmly on him. You want to know who I am putting the blame on is Magic Johnson. Mm. Magic Johnson is running the helm here. Jeannie Buss gave him all full, full control to do what he has to do to make his, uh, make his team better. And to be honest with you, he hasn't done very well doing what, he, what he's supposed to do. Okay? You look at the L.A. Lakers, yeah, LeBron James is the main cause. When you win, you want to praise him. When you lose, you want to take shots at him, and rightfully so. But let me ask you guys this question. Would the Lakers be better or worse without LeBron James? Right now? Right now. That's a tough question. That's why I asked it. It's still worse, though. That's why I asked it. The talent is still there, though, with LeBron. I still think they would be worse. Would it be significantly? No. But would it... Would it be? Yes. I mean, you gotta, you gotta look LeBron at it this still way, does right? so much, and his numbers are still outstanding. I mean, would they still? I mean, you gotta look at this way: if they didn't have, if they wouldn't have got LeBron, they probably would have kept some of the other guys that they had before, right? Like, uh, did, they, did they lose Randall? And, and well, well, those they, guys they lost him way before, before that. LeBron. Oh, they lost yeah. him before right. that, right? Like a year okay. or two ago. Who, who, who did not like? The, the, who didn't? D'Angelo they, Russell. D'Angelo Russell. Away. Those guys. There's a couple guys they traded. Right? Though that wasn't really. No, no. Last in the off season, didn't they lose some guys that they had the year before? Am I confusing it two years before? Okay, yeah. Yeah, you are definitely confusing. D'Angelo Russell back. was traded after the Nick Young incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing with them, like, like uh, the thing with them, they have a lot of good talent. They don't have a franchise player yet. Uh, before I'm talking about LeBron, they didn't have a franchise player. And NBA, you need franchise players. They, they're right now, those guys are just solid, solid guys. They're good guys. They're guys that have potential. But now, but I, they're let me not, ask you they're this: not those type of guys yet. Is Lonzo Ball really that missed in a Laker mm. uniform? I don't know. I mean, they did. They haven't really been winning a lot of games without him. So. <laughs> is Lonzo Ball? I mean, I now, hate Lonzo, his father. Was yeah, Lonzo miss time well, the too. same as LeBron? I'm trying to remember that. Did what they, happened? Did He's missed ever, a lot of games. Did they? No, but did they ever miss time mutually, LeBron and oh, Lonzo? Oh, yes, okay. yes, 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 okay. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I mean, since that, LeBron's that been matter, back, right? Right, because that can matter to an extent because Lonzo is a ball handler and, and very yeah. good passer too. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's the thing he's known for the most, being that yeah. he struggles everywhere else. That's. Where yeah, I think honestly, the areas they what, what, is, what was the question? The question is, are, are they, are, would they be better? Honestly, I think LeBron coming to the Lakers has stunted the growth of a lot of those players. Of Lonzo, of of of, of Ingram, he stunted their growth. Those I guys think those haven't kids taken the step that they should have. I think they're children. I don't think they're ready and mature enough to play with a guy like LeBron James. And Definitely LeBron not. James needs the mature guy yeah. there. I yeah. don't think these kids are ready to win right now. Yeah. And maybe in two years' time, yeah. they'll be ready. But right now, they're still 19 years old and 20 years old. They're yeah. still kids. No matter what you want to say, yeah. they're not mature enough to play with a guy like LeBron James, who at 34 years old, 
Father Time catches up to everybody. Well, man, let's let's, let's put it this way. How about this? Um, LeBron's great, right? What what if we put Kevin Durant on the Lakers instead of LeBron? You think that team is a playoff team? You think they make the playoffs with those same that same personnel with, nah. with Kevin Durant? No, no, nah. I think because he's not. Remember, he's not a ball handling guy. He can play off the ball. He can be a guy that you can like. Lonzo can still rock out. Ingram can still rock out, and then Durant will do his own thing no matter I think, what. I think maybe. What do you think? You don't think it, you don't think they're a playoff team when you switch LeBron and Kevin because, Durant? No, I because you got to look at it like this: before LeBron James went down, they were sitting third in the West. Yeah, they were sitting still third, early, at, though, third still at Christmas. Early. Third at Christmas. Yeah. They were sitting third at Christmas because Christmas is when he hurt himself, and they still won the the game against the yeah, Warriors, which yeah. is beyond me. Yeah. But they were sitting at third, and then once he went down, they went on a bad losing streak and yeah. all this good stuff, and they yeah. fell out of the playoff race. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean. Is Kevin Durant playing a full season health wise? Yeah. yeah, they're probably still in the playoff yeah, race. Right? At then least at, the playoffs. Yeah. At, at this at this time, then yes, they would. Yeah. If if Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt, yes. Yeah. But I'm trying to look at the big factors here. No Lonzo Ball for the past two months, and they shut him down. You you look at uh, LeBron James had the longest injury of his career, which wasn't even like yeah. a broken anything. It was just a strained groin and yeah. whatnot, which yeah. it it took him a long time to do. No, but, that's a danger. That's a that's a tough injury. That's a tough. Oh, injury. of course that, it is. You don't recover. It, it you have really, to take a lot of time off. Absolutely, it absolutely is. And yeah. he still didn't even look. 100% he doesn't look. Healthy. He doesn't look. He doesn't look. He looks a little heavy too. It's almost like he just he kind of just phoned it in after he came back. He yeah. just kind of was like, he, all right, whatever. He still looked injured. Yeah, he, he didn't look. He himself. doesn't look himself. He doesn't look as explosive as he usually mm-hmm. does. I mean, he got blocked by uh, what's the kid's name? Mario Hazonia. Mario Hazonia. I mean, he got blocked. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, that's no offense. It's one thing not for him to stop you, but another thing for to block you yeah. like that. I mean, that should just, never ever happen. That tells me that he's just not. There's something. There, he's there's not something right. There. There's something. It there. might be a blessing for the Lakers for the fact that they don't miss. They don't make the playoffs because it might give him time to recover, get his body. When's the and last they, time he missed a playoff? And they have two max free agents yes. at his rookie year. So that was over a decade ago. I think people time. are people are, are overestimating LeBron's uh, like the, the value that he has in terms of uh, getting free agents. I don't think people want to play with him, bro. I don't. I don't know that Anthony and Davis might be the only person in, in the NBA that wants to play with LeBron James. I don't know any. Anybody else that really wants to play with him? I, I don't know anybody who wants to play with LeBron James, and and, and yeah. what does that say about LeBron James, though? I says, listen, he's supposed to be the ultimate team guy. If you look at his numbers, right, he gets he gets assist. He's not the shoot first guy, but honestly, I would I would I would make the argument he's just as selfish as anybody else. His he his team has to revolve around him for his team to be successful. He can't just be a guy that's. A part of a team. It has to be about him, and not not to take anything away with that. Before him being as great as he was was enough to get over that hump, to get to the finals, to win sixty games. That was enough. The LeBron we see today, that's not good enough. It's just like Kobe. Kobe was good enough to average twenty five, but to make his to be a winning factor in his team, to be to push teams over and make the playoffs. By the end of his career, he didn't have it. He didn't have it in him. So LeBron, we're gonna keep seeing for the next five years. We're still gonna see that amazing production that he gives you. He's still he's gonna end up being the greatest player of all time in terms of stats. Do you think LeBron James comes back next year on fire, trying to prove all his critics wrong and? And try to will his team to a top three seed. He'll mess around and be the MVP next year because he's going to have a whole year. I could not agree with you more. I think he's going to have this whole summer to recover his body. The whole summer. Well, you're talking about a guy who spends over a million dollars per year to yeah. get his body the way it is. And that's what like a month, a month everything. rest. That's like a month and a half rest. He's yeah. going to have three, four months to finally. Hey, listen, he's going to step back. It's going to no. You know what's going to happen? This is going to be make or break. It's going to be. He's either going to be. We're never going to see LeBron the same LeBron, or he's going to come back like the world on fire. Because he's either going to go home, have all this time to think, and maybe become complacent. Maybe say, you know what? I'm happy here. Look at this beautiful weather. 
why am I going to kill myself? Or he's going to have that fire and he's going to hear all that chatter. And he's gonna, we're going to see the type of competitor that LeBron is. Unfortunately, I haven't seen him have that kind of chip in him where he kind of like, he kind of feels, he, remember when we talked about the greatest of all time? Like, I'm already there. Like, it's done. Like, you haven't even finished your career and you're already telling you the greatest of all time. My thing is like, he almost seems like he's content. Like, in LA, he's like content, which is why he wants Anthony Davis because he wants Anthony Davis to be the, the guy where he can lean on him, where he doesn't have to be that guy anymore. Well, we all know with LeBron James, and this is my biggest critique of LeBron James, he doesn't have that Mamba mentality. He doesn't yeah. have that killer instinct yeah. to take over a game. Because let's be real here. He won those championships in Miami. Yeah. Dwayne Wade led that team in yeah. everything First one, for yeah. the championships. Mm-hmm. Oh, you won one back in Cleveland? Who won that championship game? Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving Kyrie. took over that game. Yep. Big shot Kyrie, I yep. call him now. Yep. So you, you look at it. LeBron James, I don't know what it is. It's just that he doesn't have that factor, yeah. that killer instinct factor. Yeah. To go out and be the finisher. I try to tell people this all the time, and, and this is, I, got, I got this because I, I was able to play uh, professional after after college. And what you start realizing, what it comes down to, what every basketball game comes down to, is putting the ball in the through the hoop. All right. If you have two teams that are the best defensive teams of all time, the juggernauts, the game is going to end in a zero zero tie. You understand what I'm saying? You still need that one person. Who's going to be the person to score that those two points to win the game? You understand what I'm saying? Scoring is the most important aspect of basketball. Point blank, period. I'm sorry. Listen, we, you, know, you always hear coach talk, coach speak, because it's true. You, if you have a good defensive team, you can always compete with anybody, no matter what, even if your offense stinks. But at the end of the day, you still need somebody to put the ball in the basket. In pro basketball, when they bring imports to play overseas and to play in all those places, they care about are you putting the ball in the basket because that's what we need. We need somebody to get 20. You need somebody to get 20. You need to be a determining factor at the end of the game. You need to be a guy that says, they just went on an 8-0 run. Hold up. Let me stop this right now. We're about, I'm about to go on my personal 10-0 run. You understand what I'm saying? LeBron doesn't have that. He's never had that. He's always been a guy that scores within the framework of a basketball game because of his physical attributes, because of the way he plays. The, every, the ball's always in his hand. He's always going to put up those numbers. So I, I, whenever I have these conversations about who's the greatest of all time and they want to bring LeBron and want to throw stats at me, Stats is cool. That's fine. But, bro, this isn't baseball. This is more more things than stats, bro. It's what you see on the court. Thank you. I've never seen Kobe Bryant fold. I mean, I've seen him, but not as much as LeBron. Thank you. LeBron does it all the time. And I've never seen Michael Jordan ever, ever back down or fold to anybody. In fact, that made him – you talk crap to Mike? That was your worst thing you could have done in, you're in life. You're opening up a yeah. Uh, you're 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 poking the bear. You're poking the, the bear. sleeping bear. People poke LeBron all the time, and LeBron doesn't respond. He kind of just like whatever. In fact, I've seen him fold from from people pushing him like that. That's why I always have a hard time thinking '90s basketball. He still would be a great dominant player, but uh, he would shrink in big moments because once you have Anthony Mason saying that he's gonna uh, uh, take your legs out, take your knees out, or say do some crazy stuff, you're you're gonna be, you know he's gonna mentally he might he might shut down. And I just don't you know I don't think he has that it in him. Now, he's a special player. Let's not take anything away from him. To me, this is the way I, I talk about him. I got Mike uh, Mike and Kobe. They're close. But I still got Mike number one. I got Kobe number two. I got LeBron number three. I got uh, Magic number four. And I got Shaq number five. <laughs> That, yeah, that's that, my top five. That, that's your five. That's my top five, yeah. Wow. Speedy, give me your top five. Let, 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 let's hear this. Oh, all time? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's hear this. I'm uh, curious. I got, obviously, Jordan number one. Mm. I still have LeBron number two. You got LeBron two? I, yeah. still, I still do. I, I still think he's so well-rounded and can just do so much. Yeah. Uh, number three, I'll say... I'll say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar number three. Kareem. Kareem. That's a good pick. I love Kareem. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar number three. Jeez, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really know the rest uh, right now. I mean, I w- would you put uh, would you put Magic in the top five? Uh 
Okay, okay. So, you know so, what? I'll put him. I'll put him in there for now. I I don't know. I I, I don't really do this kind of ranking stuff. I never really thought of it. I I would consider. Just even though he played in a softer era, just because of all the records, I would yeah. consider Wilt Chamberlain too. Yeah. yeah. But because those records are still just so yeah. stunning. Like, no, he's, he's how he was able to do points it. in a game. Right. The, the problem with those lists and top five lists is that you got to decide what the criteria is. So are, are you deciding based on career accolades? Are you deciding based on wins? Or are you deciding based on actual talent and ability? Which right. is why I, I have it's I a combination the of the five. last two. Yeah. I I think really ability and, and accolade, uh, ability and, and, and wins number, and numbers. Oh, no, like, so stats, numbers, stats and ability. More than more I, than I wins. Combine, you put I, it over like uh, winning look, championships. Right. When I look at a player, I always look at the stats. I always look at the skills, like mm-hmm. the combination of those. And I also look between the numbers in terms of factors that could have impacted the numbers yeah. too. Yeah. Like the same thing I do with football. Like why I say all the times de- defensive stats in football can be deceiving. Mm-hmm. Number of tackles could be all right. You're a great. You're a great linebacker, but you could also be a linebacker who's on the field so much because his offense is horrible. Like, oh, because I, uh, his secondary is right. so great that they're and always going to run right, on same, you, so you're going to get a lot of tackles. Right. <laughs> the same thing with basketball. Like I can I can knock a guy for efficiency, mm-hmm. but I could also say this guy plays a, in a fast paced offense, so maybe it's not as bad or. Maybe the guy is shooting all the time. Mm. Now, that could be his individual thing. Like, we're, we were knocking James Harden earlier. James Harden likes the force shots a lot of the time. Yeah, but yeah. that could also be he, he has to take so many shots because maybe the other guy is double teamed. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're playing a, a lot of good inside defenses. I don't know. Like, there's other factors to determine that. So, mm. I'll do that as my three. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll say Wilt and Magic 4-5. Wilt and Magic 4-5? Yeah. That's a good, that's a good that's one. That's fair. I, I like the, uh, Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant. Kobe. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kareem. Magic Johnson, and I'm going to... Mm, this is going to be the interesting one. <laughs> is it going to be LeBron? Is it going to be Wilt? Is it going to be I mean, Larry you got to have Bron on there. It just, it or just, Kevin Durant. You, I know, but see, that's the thing. Kevin, When Kevin finishes his career, he might, I might have to put, take Magic out of there. Just because even though Magic is great, and he has all his intangibles, and he's awesome, and he has all his chips... You just can't account for somebody who was six ten shooting guard. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron right? Yes. I mean, his his numbers are just too overwhelming. Six nine two sixty five. Yeah, he's, he's too different. He's just too overwhelming that you can't have him as not in the top five at least. You know, you can debate whether he's one one or two, or but definitely in the top another, five. Another one maybe to consider Tim Duncan as well. Oh, Timmy uh, D was great. I, I love, love Mr. Timmy Fundamentals. D. Oh, before we go, <laughs> oh, I know where you're going. I, with this. I I wish Errol, our president and CEO, was listening to this because I know what you're going to say, and I'm going to love every minute of it. When you think of Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. do you think of him as an offensive guy or do you think of him as a defensive guy? Definitely defensive. Defensive? Yeah. So you, the nickname Mr. Fundamentals is not offensive? Oh, wait, wait, wait. you mean like like what I think like he's best at or do yeah. you think of like what when I think of like 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 my my first thought of Tim Duncan like oh like uh he he, he does What is he known for? No, he's known for his footwork and his post game. Thank you. Yeah. That's what he's known for. Speedy, have I been fighting with Errol Marks Absolutely. about this for yeah. how? For you know what I was thinking? I was thinking up. of like Tim Duncan of like the last three years before he retired. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, because well, that's when he couldn't move. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, Errol thinks of him as an overrated offensive player oh, when he looks no at his way. legacy. No way. Oh, I mean, maybe if you go by numbers, because you're looking at volume, like he only averaged like twenty or nineteen. Right. Yeah. I look at the but, numbers too, but but he also played in a system a reason that was a heavy passing system. He wasn't Mr. touching the ball all the time. Yeah, exactly. Mentals. You remember that series? I, th- I think it was uh, the first one when the '99 uh, when he when they won the first title. 
when he was like fresh out of college, man, and they were they were literally just giving him the ball every time. I think it was against the Knicks, and he just dominated. He dominated. Yeah, they they the Knicks. He dominated. Yeah, they, Marcus. yeah, they were. He was. But still, I'm just saying that I remember him being that young and getting that many like buckets and going like that. Like he's he was amazing. He was amazing. But uh, you know, when you think of Tim Duncan, you think of him being Mr. Fundamentals yeah. on the offense. Right. On offense, yeah. So That's why they call him that. That's why they call him. Exactly, John. I'm gonna have to have you come in here again when Errol is here because I I know Errol. I wish I Errol could be listening right now and whatnot because he thinks oh he's nah. known for his defense no Errol no, 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 he's no. known for his Mr. No. Fundamentals there's yeah, a reason yeah. why that's his nickname yeah, he's tough to guard yeah oh yeah but ladies and gentlemen that's it for our show here at the uh, Worldwide Sports Radio Network third and long we will be back on Monday at 4 p.m. I want to thank Mr. John Garcia former Seton Hall thanks, Center thanks, man. for thanks coming for in he's, he's he came in before this is his second time I'm sure me. I will have him in here hopefully, again hopefully Anytime. Mr. Speedy Petey th- yourself Thank you. I want to thank you as well. Jeff from Tampa calling in. And all our listeners on all our uh, social media platforms. I want to thank you guys as well. Enjoy March Madness this weekend. Stay safe. We'll be back on Monday at 4 p.m. This is Matty Caps. Have a good night and a good weekend. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.